Good morning. This is John Richardson speaking with you from Toronto, Canada. Today is Saturday, May the 27th, 2023. And this weekend podcast is dedicated and necessary to discuss the decision that came out in Belgium this week about the GDPR, General Data Protection Regulation, and its effect on FATCA. And joining me in this discussion is the incomparable Virginia Latora Jaker, U.S. tax lawyer and FATCA aficionado based in Dubai. So, welcome, Virginia. How are you today? Hi, John. How are you? Everything's going great here. I look forward to discussing this decision. All right. Well, I'm glad that you look forward to discussing that because I don't think I've ever approached a podcast with you where there is so little that we know for sure (laughs) about this. So uh, now there is a decision. I'll include a link to it in the podcast uh, in English translation. People can read it or attempt to read it. Let's begin with that. Would you agree that this is not the easiest thing to read? It's quite difficult. I think part of the reason is because, first of all, it was written in the French language and translated into English, the version you and I have read. That always makes things a little bit more difficult. And further, remember, we are talking about the Belgian Data Protection Authority that issued this decision. So it isn't something that we're familiar with, such as a writing of an opinion by the tax court or one of the federal courts, etc. So we're at a bit of a, you know, uncharted territory when we're starting to read these kinds of decisions. I think most definitely we are. Well, let's make it as easy as possible for listeners. And can you give me the sort of the Reader's Digest version of what's going on here? What actually happened? Okay, so what happened was we have a plaintiff. We had two plaintiffs. One was an individual who was uh, considering himself to be something called an accidental American. He was just born in the United States. And he doesn't say we don't have the fact when he left, but he eventually did leave the U.S. and uh, was also a a Belgian citizen as well. And I'm guessing returned to Belgium and had financial accounts there in Belgium that were being reported to the IRS under the FATCA IGA negotiated between the US and and the country of Belgium. So he was one person uh, claiming that his privacy rights were being violated under the GDPR, as you say, the General Data Protection Regulation, which has been adopted in the um, EU. The other plaintiff was an individual who was actually representing a group of accidental Americans. They have a special group um, association of accidental Americans there. That person was representing that group and essentially on the same grounds that sending over the financial information was a, uh, a breach of the GDPR. All right, so basically, we have a conflict, if you will. On the one hand, Belgium, along with many other countries, has signed an intergovernmental agreement with the United States over FATCA. This is a government-to-government agreement 
whereby the banks in Belgium will, uh, one, identify these U.S. persons who have accounts, two, send that account information over to the Belgian tax authorities who will then transmit the information to the IRS. So that is effectively the U.S. law, which has been agreed to by Belgium. And now what we have is, oh, my God, a law that applies in Belgium, the GDPR. And according to this tribunal, the compliance with the agreement with the United States, that is the U.S. law, actually violates Belgium law. So we have a conflict of laws, don't we? That's right. That's right. So isn't the ultimate real issue here, if we have a conflict of laws, we have U.S. law saying, you know, this has to happen in Belgium, and Belgium law saying, well, this can't happen in Belgium. Is the real issue ultimately whether the U.S. or Belgium gets to regulate what happens in Belgium? I think that's a good way to put it. Well, with that as background, uh, how did the, uh, the tribunal get to the decision uh, that uh, basically to comply with this U.S. law is going to violate Belgium law? How did they get there? Well, they were looking at what are the principles of the GDPR. And essentially what the GDPR is looking at, it has various pillars that are important. It's got to be lawful. It's got to be fair and transparent use of, of the data. It has to have a limited purpose. In other words, you can't essentially go on a fishing expedition to get information. It has to be circumscribe for your purpose, what you are asking. There has to be accuracy involved in what you're getting, data minimization. There has to be integrity and confidentiality as well, that the information has to be secure. And there has to be a certain degree of accountability. So those are the essential pillars of the GDPR. Sounds very American to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Belgian Data Protection Authority came to the conclusion that the transfer of information to the IRS under the IGA, the Intergovernmental Agreement pursuant to FATCA, was an overreach. It was not well circumscribed, and it was disproportionate given the purpose for which the IGA was negotiated. So um, the problem is, though, that from a U.S. perspective, the whole purpose of FATCA is to legislate overreach. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's like these are two completely incompatible ideas. So would you agree that assuming that, now this appeal, this decision can be appealed, right? Yes, it can. And assuming sure. that it's upheld on appeal and assuming the government of Belgium is willing to comply with it. Okay. You know, that's, uh, that's another issue possibly. But would it be fair to say that we're in a position where the, the Belgian tax authorities either have to violate U.S. law or Belgian law? If this decision is upheld, yes, they will have to be going against the IGA. So in other words, if they the don't extent, send the information over. Yeah. So to the extent that they have information 
about a cast that would be required to be sent to the United States. At that moment, you know, they, you know, they say to comply or not to comply. The result is non-compliance either way, because either they breach their obligations to the U.S. or they don't comply with Belgium law. Well, mm -hmm. let me just ask you this. I mean, this may not be practical, but if there were no data to report to the IRS, then they would not be in a position of violating U.S. law or Belgian law, right? I guess if there was no data they could send over, you know, blank, we have no Americans on whom to report. So wouldn't a solution to thread the needle here be just to, uh, you know, close the accounts of all U.S. citizens in Belgium? Might, might be a solution. You know, I mean, this, this is a terrible, terrible problem, isn't it? A terrible problem. Absolutely. Now, you know, so we look at this and, um, you know, it's really not clear to me. And I'm not, you know, certainly I don't know. I know very little about this GDPR and would know nothing about it. You know, if, if it weren't always discussed in the context of FACA. But what are your thoughts on this? Uh, so clearly the decision applies to people who are residents in Belgium or citizens, right? Uh, would it be the case that a U.S. citizen living in the United States, if that person had an account at a Belgian bank, do you think that uh, this decision would affect that type of account? Well, you know, John, I've uh, been grappling with this issue I see many articles online and comments online about this decision where the authors seem to be circumscribing the reach of the decision to quotes, accidental Americans, close quotes, even though we don't know who those people are. From the decision, if you just look at the language of the decision, it talks about Belgian accidental Americans. Okay, so it sounds like from what we know of the plaintiffs, we know that the person was a dual national. He was a Belgian US dual national. And in, in the case of the first plaintiff, he just happened to be born in the United States and had scant or no connections according to the decision with the United States, at least at the time this this lawsuit was brought. Um, there is no discussion of what they mean by an accidental American. We don't, we can't flesh that out from the decision, okay? So I, I raised a few questions, including the one you raised. If the GDPR is being violated, it should not be circumscribed. It's data being sent that is in violation of the GDPR, okay? there's an overreach, it's not circumscribed and so forth and so on. That to me would apply to anyone with an account at a Belgian financial institution that the BDPA is prohibiting the Belgian tax authorities from sending information over. I don't think they're saying, I mean, if the rule is being violated, then it's being violated to everyone, not just to a specific group. But the decision seems to be narrowly focused absolutely on this group of 
Belgian accidental Americans without telling us who qualifies as one of those people. So if the person was born in the US because his parents happened to be studying there and he left at the age of two months and never went back and never had any connections, maybe that's a clearer case than someone who left under the same circumstances, but left at the age of 13 and you know still has a, now an, as an adult, maybe has gone back and studied there and then returned to Belgium, et cetera, et cetera. And maybe now has an, several stock trading accounts at, at Schwab. The connections are there. Is that person still an accidental American? You know, what if they're using their U.S. passport to travel to other countries? Does that cause him to no longer be an accidental? So we have a lot of questions as to who's an accidental, but I did not read the decision as being limited to accidentals because it doesn't make sense from a legal perspective. Oh, I think you're certainly right on that. And, you know, listening to you go through the, you know, the, the reasonable questions that one might ask, I mean, you know, maybe those are the questions, but who's supposed to answer those questions? The Belgian tax authority? I mean, what are they going to do? Interview everybody? Come on in for an interview. Let's talk about your connections to the United States. Well, the bigger problem is going to be, I think, it's going to be up to the financial institution because they have to send the information to the Belgian tax authority to send over to the U.S. government. So someone's going to have to be giving them guidance if the decision is limited to accidentals, which I don't think it is. Someone's going to be having to give them guidance about, well, who's an accidental? Well, and I mean, why are they being treated differently? Well, that, that's a very interesting question. Why are they being treated? But look, you know, they always said that FATCA is the, you know, the gift that just keeps on giving. And this is creating a new job for somebody to determine who's a legitimate accidental. Yes, but John, I don't think it's limited to accidentals. It wouldn't make sense. No, it's not. It's it's not limited. It's the 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 GDPR applies to people who have the benefits are citizens and residents. And I don't know for sure, but it would seem to me that a U.S. citizen living in the United States who decided to open a bank in, a bank account in Belgium probably would not have the benefit of this decision. Uh, you know, it's fascinating. It, it's sort of like, uh, you know, you may recall a month or so ago or two months ago, Senator Wyden. You know, came out with this report talking about, you know, how dual citizenship is so presumptively awful and dual citizenship can be used as a tool for tax evasion. And now we have this thing coming out of Belgium that I think he would probably think would reinforce that. Imagine, you know, somehow dual citizens in Belgium, you know, getting a pass on FATCA. You think that's likely to upset Senator Wyden? <laughs> Just a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, so we we don't think it is limited to accidentals. I'm not sure how far it would extend. For example, if the GDPR does only apply to citizens and residents of the country, then the American who's not also a Belgian citizen, who's got a foreign account in Belgium, but he's living in a neighboring country. It sounds like this decision will not help him. His information can be sent over. Sounds like it to me too, but uh, who knows? I mean, I, you know, to say that 
Uh, you are not experts on the GDPR, which is that, that is absolutely true. So this, and it, listeners should understand, this is just a free flowing discussion of our reaction to the decision. Yeah, yeah, but the decision can be appealed. So let's see what's going to happen. Um, the IGA can be amended. The one between Belgium and the U.S. can be amended. So if the appropriate safeguards are going to be included in the IGA by way of amendment, which would seem like a possibility, then I think it's going to be business as usual and the financial institutions can be sending over the information. Well, don't forget, though, that under these fact IGAs, every country gets the benefit of the best deal, so to speak. So if one of those is amended, you know, which seemed to me the other ones have to be amended as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, this is a very interesting uh, problem as well. Now, you know, one question that I'd like to ask, and I think I know the answer, but I think it's important to get this into the discussion is that, you know, when you listen to people talk about this or you see what's going on online, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they don't seem to realize that the real issue is citizenship taxation, right? You know, and not FACA so much. I mean, do you think there's anything, I mean, do you think there's anything about this that somehow is going to bring down citizenship taxation? No. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's a citadel and it's not going anywhere. A permanent U.S. sanction on the rest of the world? Kind of. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, that gives the IRS a lot of power, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it extends the reach of the IRS and other countries, doesn't it? Yep. I mean, and I, and I think that that's, that that's the real point that, you know, so I mean, you know, uh, anti-CBT advocates who focus on the effect on Americans, I think are probably missing a big important part of the equation. That maybe it's not about the taxation of Americans. Maybe it's about just, you know, getting letting the IRS get its tentacles in other countries. Could be, could be. Well, a lot is going to happen based on this, John. I think um, other action is surely in the works to bring GDPR challenges against IGAs and other European countries. And it's something to watch closely. So I think that's right. But it also occurs to me that why would this not affect the common reporting standard as well? It might do. I think it probably does. I mean, you know, from the perspective of just looking at FACA versus, you know, I don't think there are enough differences between those in terms of the kind of information that's being sent. I think that's correct. The sort of bulk data collection aspect of it. So, you know, there's the CRS aspect to it as well. Ooh. My God, we live in interesting times, don't we, Virginia? No, we do. David and Goliath. This is one of those deals. Let's see who wins. It certainly is. All right. Well, this is great. And, I, and uh, you know, you're writing a blog post on this, which is fantastic. Uh, yes. It'll be out, out in a few next days. Week. All right. That's great. But how would people uh, read your blog generally? Where do you record? Right. They can just go to www.us-tax.org, O-R-G, and they'll find everything there. I have blog post categories. All of the categories deal with, you know, U.S. international type tax issues. 
that affect the American abroad or the foreign family that has U.S. connections in any way, be it U.S. family members, U.S. spouses, U.S. properties, anything. I mean, Leaving God. American air, it's got you, you know. So um, I'm happy for people to check out the blog posts. Yeah, and, and it's a great it's a great blog. This USness thing is a big issue, isn't it? Sure is. Doesn't All right. like it's going away any day soon. No, it does not. It does not. Anyway, thanks very much. This is a you know a great conversation. Hopefully we'll you know add a few more dimensions to the uh you know the chatter going on about this decision, which I think is important. Yep. And, Absolutely. Uh, Look it's more forward. of a deep dive than what I'm seeing online, um, what you and I are talking about and what the blog post will will cover. So hopefully people can learn more um, from from our discussion. Well, or or at least uh, give them uh, some some things to think about to help them to learn more. These are not simple issues. Not at all. Not at all. But anyway, uh, another day. Another violation of international law. Continue. <laughs> Thanks, John, for having me. All right. Look forward to our next discussion, Virginia. Thank you. I do too. Bye bye.